Whether you're a veteran in youth ministry or you just started last week, today's episode has something in store for you. We're going to be talking with Josh Griffin about his ministry at Mariners, what he does with Download Youth Ministry, and what they're cooking up very, very soon for those that are just starting in student ministry. Get ready for the Student Ministry Podcast. Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum. I'm your host. And today, like I said, we're going to be talking with Josh Griffin. Josh is a veteran youth worker who has a couple different ministries uh, that he works with right now. One is his local church there at Mariners in Southern California as a middle school pastor, but he's also the co-founder of Download Youth Ministry. If you're unfamiliar with DYM, make sure you do check out their website. They've got tons of resources for youth workers by youth workers. I've got a few of my own uh, products up there on the site. Be sure to check those out, and if you, if you like them, that'd be great. Uh, so, you know, let me know and purchase them and everything. Some, some games and some teaching resources there, but there's a bunch of other great resources there. And one of the other resources that they're working on right now is around those that are in their first few years of youth ministry. Uh, so I'm really excited for you to hear what Josh and Doug and the rest of the team is cooking up, but also to get to know Josh just a little bit more. Maybe you've seen him from afar or you know about him, but today he's going to talk about his story and about his ministry, and you get to see just a peek behind the curtain a little bit to what goes into his ministry and also what they're cooking up for those that are just starting out in ministry. And uh, I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. Before we jump into that, I do want to just ask that if you like what you hear here, uh, be sure to recommend it to other youth pastors that are out there, other youth workers that that need to hear these episodes as well. A lot of people are looking for podcasts that, these days, and if you like the Student Ministry Podcast, be sure to recommend it to others. Also, be sure to check out our sponsor for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. There's several options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that can help you increase your online reach during this pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for $36 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. G-Shades really sets itself apart by helping students see the gospel applies to every life situation that is out there. And if you want to find out more about Mike Haynes, the founder of G-Shades, you can check out episodes 32 and 55 of the Student Ministry Podcast. So go ahead and head over to gshades.org to download Season 3 of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code TSMPOD for the Student Ministry Podcast at checkout to get an extra 10% off. G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G and use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. You can find the link for G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. 
All right, now it's time to get in this conversation with the middle school pastor of Mariner's Church and the co-founder of Download Youth Ministry, Josh Griffin. Well, Josh Griffin, thanks so much for being on the Student Ministry Podcast. Thanks, man. Honored to be here. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, no problem. So, Josh, I know a lot of people know you from your ministry, but also Download Youth Ministry and the various ways that you're connected with the youth ministry world. But um, maybe some people don't know a little more about your story and uh, how you got to be a Christian and got into ministry in the first place. So I'd love to, to start there. Let's uh, hear a little bit about what, what God has been doing in your life to, to bring you to this point. Yeah, right on. I, thanks for the kind words. I would say uh, just for way of introduction, I am a junior high pastor at the moment. I've been doing a youth ministry a long time. Uh, I'm an old man is what that means. <laughs> and uh, had the privilege of running a company called DownloadYouthMinistry.com, uh, which is just providing killer resources made by youth workers for youth workers for, uh, for cheap. So stuff you can use in your youth ministry tonight. So the things that you need, videos, games, resources, whatever, that is the grind that you have to find or discover or plan. Uh, it's done for you and it's inexpensive and it's the best. So to back way up uh, from there, uh, which I love, I love being a husband. I have four kids. Uh, junior high ministry is the best. I don't know. I think I used to love high school ministry the most, if I'm honest with you. I've, mm -hmm. I've done a church where I was, did both too. Mm -hmm. But um, junior high ministry is kind of the new high school ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think high school ministry is the new college ministry. Uh, but that's from an old person who's seen more than me, you know, otherwise you don't know the difference, but <laughs> that, that's uh, interesting. So, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off. Cause I, I was actually just thinking yeah. the same thing the other day when I was talking to our kids pastor about how, like, I feel like I'm seeing the same things in the fourth and fifth graders that I saw in middle schoolers a few years ago. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. precisely why I was having the conversation with uh, our children's pastor. And I said, honestly, we should move fourth and fifth grade to our youth space because they are not kids anymore. Hmm. And a few years ago, or when I started a couple decades ago, kids were kids and they're fine. And junior hires were so excited to move up. And now it's like those, they're basically the pre-teenager is a teenager now. Mm -hmm. So, and I've experienced that as a dad of four teenagers and now a couple of adult children too. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it get younger with each kid. So, which is, yeah scary as well but anyhow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so i started out uh, i became a follower of jesus really early in my life raised up in kind of a fundamental christian home parents that loved me had no idea how good my family was and how awesome and blessed i was to grow up in that family until much later when i was in college i went oh we have something special here hmm. and my parents are, they love each other and they love me. And I had no idea um, how big of a deal that was. And in college, I totally understood because I mm -hmm. saw just the shambles all around, you know? Mm -hmm. So I uh, was in business management, uh, which my, ironically, my son is in business management right now uh, at college. And I, I said, I never want to be a pastor. And my dad was a pastor for a, a portion of me growing up. And I just knew that wasn't for me. And then my senior year, a man, a dean of men and my football coach and other people who are really influential in my life said, you're supposed to be a youth pastor. Everybody knows it. How do you not know it? And I just laughed. And, and then I couldn't shake that 
conversation. You know how it is when a mentor speaks something into your life, yep. which as an aside, um, I want to do that regularly now. I want to see something in someone else that maybe they don't see because that was meaningful to me. And uh, and I couldn't shake it. I went to my fiance and I said, I think I'm supposed to be a youth pastor. And she's like, I knew it. And she was so excited and like crying. And it was the best. She's like, I was supposed to marry you, but I was supposed to marry a pastor. And this is awesome. And then I went to my dad who had been a pastor for years. And I said, uh, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor, a youth pastor. And he said, my whole, a whole life, he was like, don't be a pastor. Don't be a pastor. Like so many sons or yeah. children follow in their parents. Like, don't be a pastor. Be what God wants you to be. And then I told him, I said, dad, I, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor. And he got real emotional. And he said, oh, I've known that for years. Mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to make sure you heard it from your heavenly father's mm -hmm. voice and not your father's voice. Mm, and I said, dad, I'm going to tell that story the rest of my life. I'm going to hold mm. on to that one, you know, uh, and have jumped right into youth ministry. So started out, uh, my first few years in youth ministry were rough. I made every mistake you can make. <laughs> I just about destroyed that ministry and church. Um, <laughs> I made, made fun of the past. Uh, I made changes too quickly. I didn't keep in any type of communication with my senior leader. Um, I thought I was good enough to do youth ministry alone. Like literally every classic <laughs> mistake you can make, I made it. And I was really good at making those mistakes um, and had just about quit youth ministry. Actually, technically did quit youth ministry. And I handed my resignation letter in about two years in, which as an aside is like what every youth, past, you know, so many youth ministries end a year and a half to two yep. years. So I was one of them. And I turned in my resignation and said, it's not for me. I'm going to go back to school. That was my disguise. But I don't like the church. I don't like their beliefs. I don't like senior pastor. I don't like anything. I'm done. And I and I read a book in that summer. So the, the senior pastor was probably very excited. And the board said, no, we don't accept your resignation, essentially. And we want you to stay on through the summer. You're not going back to school till the fall anyhow. And well, I read this book called Purpose Driven Youth Ministry, and I went to this conference out in California. Uh, we were in Michigan at the time, and I you know, just was blown away by it. And I went, oh, my goodness, if this is what youth ministry is, I could give the rest of my life to this. And we went back to that church and God did a miracle like uh, there's still challenges and still had had made a ton of mistakes and paid those consequences. And the senior pastor and I didn't become best friends and right off into the sunset together. <laughs> it was still very challenging, but stayed at that church for five or even close to six more years and watched God do incredible things. So I feel and then since then, I moved out to California to the church, actually, that we visited uh, that that for that conference called mm -hmm. Saddleback Church was there, did high school ministry, a part of that church for 13 years. And then during that time, started Download Youth Ministry. We started uh, YM University, youthministryuniversity.com. Um, we launched the National Day of Training to help youth workers all over the country. So the, it just became this explosion of God doing a youth ministry work in our hearts and lives. And Doug Fields, who wrote the book, First Two Years in Youth Ministry, uh, and I are best friends. And so we hang out, every, we were texting right before the show and uh, like we hang out every day. We talk youth ministry every day. We work at Mariners, my current church um, together every day. And so uh, it's a privilege to give my life uh, to youth ministry. 
So youth ministry kind of multiple ways, right? Like my church, first and foremost. Um, I think if you're looking at resources or curriculum or whatever, like make sure it's in the church, make sure it's founded and grounded in God's word and people that you can trust under the accountability of a church. I think that's important. Um, People that know youth ministry. And then, you know, it's also a chance to serve the people that I love the most. So I love my church and I love youth workers. And so the only people I'd rather hang out with at lunch than my teenagers uh, is youth workers who, who hang out with their teenagers. Yeah. And um, it's been a fun journey together. We have never, could never have dreamt it. And um, I'm very thankful and and so honored to do stuff like this, to, to hang out on your show and, and encourage youth workers and point them towards resources to hopefully not make the same mistakes <laughs> I did yeah. um, and do youth ministry better. Yeah. Well, Josh, I, I just want to say thanks. Cause I, I know it had to be kind of a little bit of a, of a dream come true to be able to work alongside and now be best friends with the guy that wrote the book that saved your ministry essentially. Exactly. And, uh, but, but now like me being someone that looks up to, to Doug, but also you and, and other people in that world, um, consider you guys mentors from afar. And it's so cool to be able to have this kind of a relationship to be able to talk with you guys. Cause so many times it's like, oh, that's, you know, we're distant from them or whatever, but we've actually got to hang out and this is, you know, we get to talk and, and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. Well, exactly. Yeah. Not just at conferences and stuff too, but like you've yeah. been my church, like you mm-hmm. see the real deal, the good, bad, and ugly. And, yep. uh, you know, I feel like, uh, social media has helped close some of that gap for a lot of people, but my hope is, you know, like when I met Doug, I was more impressed by him as a person mm-hmm. than his persona. And I, I want to continue to do that as well. Someone's like, Oh, you're, you're, you know, your ministry looks cool on social media or thank you for that tip. It helped me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I want people to be like, man, Josh cares for me, loves me and is resourcing me. Uh, because I genuinely feel that way. Now I'm a seven on the Enneagram, if that matters to you at all, (laughs) which means I'm everybody's best friend and love, love partying. So it's true. Like I want to be your best friend in youth ministry. I want to change youth ministry um, at its core, like on the national or even international level. Like I want to help youth workers stay in youth ministry. I want to raise the level of yes, production and caliber of stuff we put on the screen, all that. But also like, I want to, I want to raise a generation of disciples of Jesus too. Mm -hmm. So I'm passionate about those things. I'm giving my life to it. I'm 47 as of this show and, uh, I'm an old man in youth ministry, but (laughs) this is all I know. And it's all I'm going to do. And uh, uh, that's how, you know, a lot of youth workers don't get the privilege of staying in youth ministry. They become, you know, they take a demotion and become a senior pastor or whatever, right. uh, <laughs> or, or onto other great things. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've worked with tons of youth workers that have moved on to other positions or even outside of the church, parachurch, whatever. I'm thankful for all of them because youth ministry is in your blood. Mm-hmm. Like even our senior pastor right now, he used to be a, a youth worker. And he just thinks differently. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that, that he was a youth worker so that I can tap into that. Cause I know that guy, I don't yeah. know the senior pastor world at all. Right. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I do know the youth ministry world. And so does he. So yeah, a massive benefit is having people that have done youth ministry all over the world in all sorts of different professions or, or roles in the church too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Josh, we're going to uh, ask a little questions around like, especially your, your passion, especially what, what download youth ministry is doing for this next generation of youth workers. But before that, 
I want yeah. you to just dig into to your ministry specifically there at Mariners. What does it look like for you to be the, the middle school pastor? What's your program structure look like um, so that maybe we can see, you know, from the outside in? It is a large church, but there are things that, that you know, all churches of all size can uh, can learn from that. Yeah, we're we're a large church. So I do five junior high services every weekend. So this past week, I just started a series on the book of Ephesians. Uh, called The Final Countdown. It's some of the stories and events from the life of Paul as he is about to be, you know, he's in prison during Ephesians. He's about to be beheaded, all that stuff. And what do we learn in his his words that are so important? Mm. So I'm teaching that five times, which is crazy because in my <laughs> youth group when I started, you teach it once and you're like, yeah, ah, that's pretty good. I don't know. And now it's like, now I'm debriefing it. I'm making it better. I'm working on the time. I'm trying to really become a masterful communicator. It's so much work. Um, so five services every weekend, that's a drag. It's a grind, but it's also awesome. And you get to hang out with students every day. It's, it's the best. Um, then uh, I do download youth ministry a couple days a week as well. Then back to the church world. So I'm kind of juggling a little bit. Uh, and in that case, making sure that the volunteers are taken care of and encouraged and trained. So we'll do the national day of training, but also we'll have the volunteers at my house on Wednesday. So we got 30 volunteers, which is amazing because my youth group when I started was 30 kids. So now I'm in a church that has 30 volunteers. Yeah. They're all going to be at my house and we're going to have food and we're going to laugh together and play Jackbox games on the Xbox. And it's just a chance to like pour into them, love them, encourage them. We do a um, life groups on Wednesday nights. And this training is between like kind of we have spring break in here. Uh, and so we take off a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of spring break, a little bit over the summer. And it's just a chance to give them a shot in the arm and encourage them, fire them up. And, and also if there's any, you know, I shouldn't say if there's any, where there is drama or mm -hmm. problems in their groups, you know, we can help talk it out and help them, um, you know, fix some of those issues too. Just relationship is the key. Like to me, relational youth ministry is the foundation of youth ministry. So pouring into your volunteers, loving them, training them, encouraging them. Um, doing life with them. One of our volunteers is, is um, in Poland right now, working with some refugee camps. And so her co-leader is really stepping up. But what a testimony and what a story um, for Irina as she's gone this week and amazing. And um, I have a co-leader and he's on mater uh, paternity, paternity leave. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. Because they just had a new baby. And so we did a big diaper shower. So I'm, nice. we're, we're, I'm talking about like small church in the weeds, uh, grinding it out ministry. Now it, it is at a big church, but I think big churches are fighting to be small hmm. and small churches actually have some huge advantages. Like the church hmm. I grew up in, I was one of 12 kids in the whole youth ministry, man, I was known, loved, cared for, discipled. Um, Jim was our youth pastor. He's a volunteer firefighter and a volunteer youth worker. I actually don't know how he made his money. I don't know how he made a living, <laughs> um, but he didn't figure it out. And I'm so thankful for a youth group of 12. And so if you're listening and you're like, oh, yes, nice, you know, mega church guy rolling in with all this. No, I would say the mega church is trying to be like you. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to be a youth group of 12 and yep. you have such power. Um, so it, it's a big church. It's a lot of work. Uh, high expectations. We added streaming during the pandemic. So if you go to Mariners JHM on YouTube every Saturday night, you can see a streaming service. We just added a weekly testimony show hmm. where a student in our junior high ministry will share their testimony. It's called the Inside Out. And every week, um, 
when we're doing life groups. So we take off again a little bit, but Mm -hmm. every week we'll release a show on Instagram that is a kid talking about their faith, sharing their Mm -hmm. story, their testimony. And it's been incredible to see the response. We're trying to really respect the new day, the digital and the, the pivot to online. Like let's embrace that. Like youth ministry was way behind in that space. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we can move it forward uh, and not just go back to the way it was too. Yeah. So anyhow, um, I'm thankful for small churches. Like I'm a product of one. Um, my first church was 30 kids in the whole youth ministry. And even now in a larger church, I'm fighting to make it small, to be relational, to have total access, to know your life, to know your challenges and your faith. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I noticed the other day. Um, we, I, we've started to to do a little bit more of that small church thing, even at us, kind of a medium sized church, and yeah. we're purposely making some events smaller. Like, hey, I'm only going to take the ones that can fit in the church van with me, and that's it. So sign up early. I love it. Um, but it gave it gives me that opportunity, and like now I've got like ten students that I can really pour into, and it feels like that small church days. But it's it's great because now I'm going to have a relationship with those those ten students that I didn't have before. So. Yeah, one one great example we did on Sunday was we you know our our services have a lot of kids in it. You can be you can be lost in the crowd pretty easily. So we added this thing called uh, New Student Lunch. It's a very technical, very <laughs> technical name. Pretty high-end branding. I know. How long did it take you uh, to come all, up with that name? <laughs> I know. We're we're so genius. Um, so a kid who shows up at youth group uh, or is one of our weekend services can literally be like, mom, can I stay for new student lunch? And parents are stoked, even though it's like, well, we were going to go to whatever, but they're like, who cares? My kid wants to go to something at church like they're in. Yeah. And it's just a chance for us to sit around a table with five or six, yeah, the, th- the first one, full disclosure, two kids. So it was very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sit around, you know, Sunday was five or six kids. We brought a couple student leaders in as well, just to make sure a little bit more of a crowd and get mm-hmm. to know some kids. And it's a game changer. Like I know those kids' names, their mm-hmm. story, their life, because it's a, we're changing the relational status from like, you're a member of the crowd to no, like you're in the community here. You're, you know, you're part of our group and eventually, obviously, you know, we're trying to help them become a core student as well. So, yeah, yeah. that's so good. That's so good. So, so Josh, I know you guys are doing a lot or starting to do a lot more uh, around helping people that are just beginning their, their first few years of youth ministry. So talk to us a little about the kind of the, what led to this point? Cause I, cause I know you guys have got some things in the, in the working, but, uh, and then we can kind of talk about the details of what you got going on, but what kind of led you guys yeah. to, to get to this point where, Hey, we needed to start doing more for this next generation of youth workers. Totally. Well, the pandemic has fundamentally shifted youth ministry and the position of youth pastor and youth worker, youth director, whatever your title is or whatever. And the idea was there's a lot of people that are going to be leaving youth ministry or left. And then a lot of people stepping in in this transitional time. Uh, And because everybody was isolated and alone, we're also distanced further than ever before. Mm. So could it could there be in this new generation of youth workers an opportunity for us to really help them start right? Or even those that have been in youth ministry for a while to like get back to the fundamentals of what made what makes youth ministry great. And so uh, Doug Fields wrote the book called First Two Years in Youth Ministry. 
available on Amazon for 20 years, <laughs> bestseller, blah, 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 blah. Great. Uh, he's awesome. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. And in it, in it, he lists out the, you know, the nine or 10 commitments that I will make in my first few years. So we were talking about that going, man, we're helping youth workers train their team with YM University or National Day. Um, we're helping resource youth workers by providing X, Y, and Z, you know, videos, games, teaching, like so easy. What about the newbie who has no place to start? Now, maybe they, you know, volunteered, like they're like, Hey, I want to go to the bathroom. And they're like, you're the youth pastor. (laughs) Or maybe they're trained. I don't know. But chances are, you know, there's a volunteer firefighter named Jim out there who got tasked with running the youth group who could really use some help. Um, there's a ton of volunteer middle-aged women and men who are running youth ministry around the country. Now I'm privileged to work at a church, be paid by a church and be a professional, but the vast majority of youth ministry is barely paid or Mm -hmm. not paid at all and barely educated in youth ministry, or maybe know a little bit because they were mentored a little by somebody, but there's a massive gap. Mm -hmm. So thought and legitimately the prayer is to go, could we help this next generation of youth workers in particular, the part-time, the volunteer or the, the full-time, but brand spanking new, Mm -hmm. um, could we teach them what they didn't learn in seminary, what they didn't learn on their own and help them avoid the mistakes, uh, that so many youth workers make, including many that end up quitting after a couple of years, just like me. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I know like just from what you guys have done so far with Youth Ministry University, the National Day of Training, I know our volunteers have already thanked me so many times. They're like, thank you for providing this training. And I'm like, I just push play. Um, (laughs) (laughs) DYM is the ones, uh, you know, giving us this, but but they're thankful for that so much. And so I know what you guys are cooking up is going to be great for these new youth workers. Um, I've been privileged, so privileged to be a part of all the DYM events, DYM 100, 200, all that stuff. So I know it's going to be great, but what can you tell us about what you're cooking up for these, yeah. these new youth workers? Yeah, I'd say if you're new in youth ministry uh, or, or want to return to the basics, maybe that would be a way of putting it as well. Um, you your first, someone's like, what is first few years? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. You decide, you <laughs> yeah. decide what that is. You know, it's two, but it could also be three or five or, you know, zero. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is if you go to first few years.com first, like first place, one ST, uh, first few years.com, there's a, a chance to get on the email list and be alerted to everything we're going to do, but we're launching right away with, um, a first few years, new ministry conference in October of 2022, and it is going to be uh, a blast. So download Youth Ministry. Doug and I create events that that we want to go to. And so, uh, Steve, as you know, mm-hmm. you've been to several. Uh, we like to pull out all sorts of unexpected tricks and fun. I would say the difference with this one is we have a really clear path of content that we want to make sure you get. So it'll still be DYM and magical and fun and awesome, but it will be more content centered than anything we've offered before. Um, we're not bringing in speakers. We're bringing in youth workers, mm. um, people who like know youth ministry and worked in their church yesterday. 
um, or work with teenagers every day. So if you're like, ah, oh, you know, it, it looks like kind of a different group of speakers than most, I would say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. And, you know, you can go to any event and get like leadership principles from some guy who did youth ministry for a, a week before becoming a senior pastor or whatever, or some guy who's famous on Instagram because mm-hmm. they lead a, you know, their messages have lots of good tweetable type of phrases or whatever. That's great. I'm in. I, I love attending those. I'm all for it. We want to help youth pastors and the youth workers that are ahead of you or way ahead of you or have left a legacy in youth ministry. That's who we want at mm-hmm. this event and on um, our podcast, on our new training videos that we're going to release. Everything is going to be centered around the first few years of youth ministry. I think it'll be beneficial to anybody, but Really, if you're starting out right, this is the resource I wish I had. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't have quit at, at two years. Um, you know, at Dowland Youth Ministry, we work with youth workers all over the country, and the turnover is staggering. Yep. Like genuinely staggering. Mm-hmm. And I've had the privilege of working at some churches for a very long time. That is not the norm. You know, Doug has served at two churches in his career for decades. That is not normal. And I think we're going to, we're going to attempt to teach you how to stay at a church through the thick and thin, through tough leadership, maybe toxic leadership, rough parents, abysmal seasons of change, how to keep your heart fresh. Like we're going to go after the stuff, the pitfalls Mm. that, that I made and that you made that you don't have to make. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be helpful. So if you want to get more details on the conference, uh, you can go to firstfewyears.com and find out about it there. Or Doug and I's kind of side little website is called More Than Dodgeball. You can jump on More Than Dodgeball. You can register for the event. I will. Th- I would think it'll probably sell out in a couple of weeks because um, people are really excited about this. And there's a lot of hungry youth workers to yeah. to do this a long time. So I'd say sign up sooner rather than later but there's room right now. So yeah. go nuts. Yeah. And you guys are are keeping it a, as a smaller group on purpose for, for yeah. that, you know, so you can really, really connect. And I, I love that about the UAM 100 and 200 um, because it feels, feels more like an intimate group that actually connected with each other. Exactly. Yeah. You could see someone on stage and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. I was at a Phil Wickham concert one time and he was home in his hotel on his limo before we had left the room, you know, because yeah. they're still singing. And he is, you know, I'm just teasing. <laughs> L- love you, Phil. Not that you'll ever hear this, but, uh, or whoever, you know, the insert of like that mega church pastor is up on the stage and whoa. Yeah. And we just want to change that where we're going to hang out and sit at your table during the discussion. And you're going to have, we, we actually have some fun things planned where you're going to have access to every speaker like never before. So if you're like, oh, she she was awesome. Katie Edwards is teaching on parents and volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to spend a little time with Katie. It's built into the program. Mm-hmm. So there's some things like that that I think are really different. The number of people attending will be small. Uh, we'll launch some courses and stuff to help people that can't like make it to the event. Mm-hmm. But to me, the the first few years conference is going to be the game changer. That's yeah, cool. for sure. That's cool. You know how it is. You go to an event. Totally. It's the best. Like. Yep. It's the plane ride or the drive. Mm-hmm. It's the laughter. It's the Airbnb with other people that you split in 10 different ways or whatever. Yep. It's the meals. Um, I think the program will be pretty great. But um, that whole experience, especially after this pandemic, it's going to be so, so helpful. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 And little, did you know that Phil's actually one of the, the biggest fans of the podcast? I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really surprised. Um, that would be amazing. Someone's going to clip be. this and be like, yeah. Hey, he used you as an example. Yeah, I was yeah, kidding. Yeah. I yeah. just made up a name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I love I love what you guys are thinking around that because I know there's been a lot more focus on helping youth workers that are that have been in it for a while, which is great. We need that. We need you know the the yeah. burnout that's happening, all that stuff. That's it's really unfortunate. People need to be reacting to that. But I love what you guys are doing around being proactive. Let's let's help these new youth workers like not get into those situations and help them be able to be in it for the long haul because we know that's that's where the that's where the game changing happens is when people are exactly. in ministry for longer than you know just a year or two. It takes those year after year after year building those relationships and and the time you need the time to do it. <laughs> Exactly. And I would say we have the credibility. Doug Fields is literally the authority on this. Like uh, I, I would have given anything for this event 25 years ago when I started. Mm -hmm. And now we get to create and shape this thing. And I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm hoping, you know, honestly, I hope it's part of the legacy that we get to leave in youth ministry that, man, we can help raise a whole generation of youth workers who raised the generation of mm. disciples who changed the world. That's so we have big goals, big ideas, but it's a small event. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it'll be cool. Though. Yeah. So cool. So cool. So Josh, before we leave, I'd love for uh, you to get, you got an opportunity, a bunch of youth workers that are listening to this podcast. What's some encouragements or uh, wisdom that you'd like to drop on them before we, you leave today? Yeah. As we were planning the, the content for first few years, um, one, the one that really resonated with me was, how we minister sometimes out of a, a spiritual emptiness and how I could fake that really well because I've been around Christianity my whole life. And so you couldn't tell if I had spent time with Jesus or where my heart was or anything because I was a, a great actor. Mm. And so I would just encourage um, to the actor in all of us, the imposter in all of us, the, the thespian who's listening today, which I think is everybody, like to mm. some degree, certainly some more than others, to, to get away and just exhale a little bit and talk to Jesus and reveal the condition of your heart to him. Um, I just did youth ministry for a long time, and my well was bone dry, and my heart was completely empty. And some of the first content we'll teach at first few years is the importance of walking with Jesus. And while that might feel expected or trite, even I would say it's essential. And so uh, periods of emptiness, you know, you're giving out all of the time. And so you're constantly moving towards empty. And so just know that and know what fills you. Know, obviously God's spirit fills your tank and gives strength in our weakness. And I'm here for it. I'm in it. But also uh, for me, it's, playing video games with my kids it is playing pickleball with my dude friends last <laughs> night and it was awesome i only lost twice we played 12 games as a nice, nice um it's it's asking my wife to go out on a date it is you know debriefing a conversation that was really rough with uh your leader or supervisor executive pastor whatever and and i was helping a youth worker today and she was like i just had this really tough conversation and they slowed this process way down. 
And she was pissed. And I said, hey, whoa, whoa, God is teaching you patience mm. right here. So get get with somebody who can talk you off of the ledge, somebody who can encourage you um, and, and realign your heart with what God is doing. Mm. Um, and then just as a free aside, I know you didn't ask for two, but I'm going to give you one. Um, just be focused on the stories of life change in the nitty gritty of church ministry and politics and the drama and helicopter parents. Um, don't forget about individual stories of life change. And so there's one that I'm holding on to right now that is an amazing story that I need because there's some drama in our church and in our, you know, some families. And I want to hold on to those specific good individual stories as I deal with some of the higher level drama and pain in my church too. That's good. Josh, before I, uh, before we wrap up, I do need to ask, um, what's your excitement level for Obi-Wan and what are you most excited to see? Oh, oh my. <laughs> well, I know this is an audio podcast, but if you could see <laughs> my collection of Star Wars paraphernalia in my office, you would be impressed uh, that I'm holding up a vintage biker scout figure. So nice. Steve can enjoy that. It's like a $300 action figure. <laughs> That's right awesome. Um, I could not be more excited for Star Wars uh, anything. But yeah. also Obi Wan, uh, Book of Boba Fett was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian, unbelievable mm -hmm. perfection. Uh, Obi Wan, my expectations are through the roof, yeah. and um, that's going to be tough to beat. So it's we'll true. see. There's a lot of a lot of great shows, a lot of great video games, mm -hmm. a lot of fun fun diversions to be refueled on and have some entertainment when you get back to the through the Lego the Star Wars game. game just came out. Yes, I'm playing it tonight with my daughter. Nice. I can't wait. <laughs> Nice. He's in, I'm playing Halo with my son and Lego Star Wars with my daughter. And then uh, I did my my oldest son. We did his taxes. So it life changes a little bit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Josh, where's the best place for people to uh, connect with you and follow up? Maybe they got some follow up questions or want to check yeah. out. Um, you mentioned first year, a few first few years earlier. But uh, yeah, what's yeah. the other places to connect with you? Yeah, definitely. First few years dot com or more than dodgeball down the youth ministry, all that stuff for sure. Uh, for me personally, it's at Joshua Griffin on Instagram. One of the things I've been having a lot of fun with lately is as I'm learning something or I see something that trans it's transferable, um, I'll do like an extended story about it. So if you go to my profile, you can see like our new student welcome box. It's pretty impressive. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie to you. And I, I take it all apart so you can see every element and why we chose that. Or our follow-up plan for kids on the weekend. I did a, we wear name tags in our junior high ministry. And the little system spits out a little name tag. Mm -hmm. So I talked about how adding a little bit of personality to the, something as trivial as the name tag matters. So I'm trying to always find youth ministry tidbits and goodness that's transferable. So if you're like, oh, we need a new, new student welcome box too. Mm -hmm. um, we put one together. It's very inexpensive. And I think it'll inspire you to put some good stuff in there. So yeah. yeah. So check it out. Instagram is probably the best way at, at Joshua Griffin. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, in particular, I, when you started talking about your, uh, your, how you guys do life groups and with the seasons and everything, I remember you explaining that within your Instagram and I was like, Oh, maybe that's, that's a good idea. Maybe I should rethink that. So Dude, that was really I'll helpful. I'll say this. Thank you. That's very kind. It was a game changer. It's so we're only one year in, but I'll just give you the short of it. When people sign up for a life group or whatever, it's at the beginning of the year and you kind of really don't talk about it again. And if kids are in, you know, lacrosse season or they drop out, there's no like re-engagement. It's just 
one and done. So the idea with seasons or sessions or whatever, chapters, whatever you want to call them, is you have some easy on-ramps and some easy off-ramps. So it's like you're in the group for 10 weeks and then, to, you know, take a couple of weeks off, we'll do another one, but now we can promote it. It's like, it's launching. There's momentum mm-hmm. again. Um, it's great. And plus your leaders need a little break. Uh, it lets them go over to my house and eat food mm-hmm. and get trained. Uh, and if a kid has a sports season and they don't, they're not in session two, it's okay. Uh, and it's expected rather than like, Hey, you didn't show up for 10 weeks. They're like, no, I, I have a sports season. I can't come on Wednesday nights or whatever. And it has been a game changer to think in terms of like, trimesters versus a whole year mm. of something. So cool. anyway, I'm glad that was helpful. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Josh, it's been great to have you on the podcast. It's been great to, to know you as a friend and, and a resource for so many different youth pastors out there. Um, thanks for all you do and God bless your ministry. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me on the show. And thank you all for being here for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed hearing a little more about Josh's story, but also about his ministry there at Mariners, Download Youth Ministry, but also what they are uh, planning for those that are in their first few years of student ministry. I know that's uh, an area that's been really growing in my heart. Uh, So for those of you that are out there or just getting ready to start in student ministry, first of all, thank you so much for checking out this podcast. But uh, just know that those of us that are veterans, uh, we're, we're praying for you. We want to do what we can to help you, to set you up for success. We're so excited about what God is going to do through you in the ministry, and welcome to the team. Also, I wanted to let you all know that I'll be heading down to the uh, Orange Conference again this year. They're bringing it back uh, finally after a couple years of hiatus with uh, you know the pandemic and all that stuff. And so if you are down in Atlanta for the Orange Conference, be sure to hit me up. I'd love to uh, meet you in person and uh, talk about the podcast. If you guys got some suggestions, some ideas and things like that, I'd love to hear them in person as well. Also, we want to thank the sponsor of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Be sure to check out gshades.org and use the promo code TSMPOD to receive 10% off your order. Thanks so much to G Shades for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Be sure to check out their website. The link for G Shades and all the links talked about in this episode will be in the podcast show notes, so be sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, thanks again for being here for this episode. We're so grateful for you, our listeners. And uh, if you have not done so yet, be sure to share this with another youth worker that you think would enjoy these conversations. Uh, Thanks so much and God bless your ministry.